Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 7, Section 4, Napoleon's Empire Collapses, Setting the Stage. Napoleon worried about what would happen to his vast empire after his death. He feared it would fall apart unless he had an undisputed heir. His wife, Josephine, had failed to bear him a child. He, therefore, divorced her and formed an alliance with the Austrian royal family by marrying Marie-Louise the grandniece of Marie Antoinette. In 1811, Marie-Louise gave birth to a son, Napoleon II, whom Napoleon named King of Rome. Napoleon's Costly Mistakes Napoleon's own personality proved to be his greatest danger to the future of his empire. His desire for power had raised him to great heights, and the same love of power led him to his doom. In his efforts to extend the French Empire and crush Great Britain, Napoleon made three disastrous mistakes. The Continental System In November 1806, Napoleon set up a blockade, a forceful closing of ports, to prevent all trade and communication between Great Britain and other European nations. Napoleon called this policy the Continental System, as it would make Continental Europe more self-sufficient he also intended it to destroy Great Britain's commercial and industrial economy. Napoleon's blockade, however, was not nearly tight enough. Aided by the British, smugglers managed to bring cargo from Britain into Europe. At times, Napoleon's allies also disregarded the blockade. Even members of his family defied the policy, including his brother Louis, whom he, Louis, whom he had made King of Holland. While the blockade weakened British trade, it did not destroy it. In addition, Britain responded with its own blockade. The stronger British Navy was better able to make their blockade work. To enforce the blockade, the British Navy stopped neutral ships bound for the continent and forced them to sail to a British port to be searched and taxed. American ships were among those stopped by the British Navy. Angered, the, United, uh, the U.S. Congress declared war on Britain in 1812. Even though the War of 1812 lasted two years, it was only a minor inconvenience to the British in its struggles in its struggle with Napoleon. The Peninsular War In 1808, Napoleon made a second costly mistake. In an effort to get Portugal to accept the continental system, he sent an invasion force through Spain. The Spanish people protested this action. In response, Napoleon removed the Spanish king and put his own brother Joseph on the throne. This outraged the Spanish people and inflamed their nationalistic feelings. The Spanish, who were devoutly Catholic, also worried that Napoleon would attack the church. They had seen how the French Revolution had weakened the Catholic Church in France, and they feared that the same thing would happen to the church in Spain. For six years, bands of Spanish peasant fighters known as guerrillas struck at French armies in Spain. The guerrillas were not an army that Napoleon could defeat in open battle. Rather, they worked in small groups that ambushed French troops and then fled into hiding. The British added to the French troubles by sending troops to aid the Spanish. Napoleon lost about 300,000 men during this Peninsular War, so-called because Spain lies on the Iberian Peninsula. These losses weakened the French Empire. In Spain and elsewhere, 
nationalism, or loyalty to one's own country, was becoming a powerful weapon against Napoleon. People who had first welcomed the French as their liberators now felt abused by a foreign conqueror, like the Spanish guerrillas, Germans and Italians, and other conquered peoples turned against the French. The Invasion of Russia Napoleon's most disastrous mistake of all came in 1812. Even though Alexander I had become Napoleon's ally, the Russian Tsar refused to stop selling grain to Britain. In addition, the French and Russian rulers suspected each other of having competing designs on Poland. Because of this breakdown in their alliance, Napoleon decided to invade Russia. In June 1812, Napoleon and his grand army of more than 420,000 soldiers marched into Russia. As Napoleon advanced, Alexander pulled back his troops, refusing to be lured into an unequal battle. On this retreat, the Russians practiced a scorched-earth policy. This involved burning grain fields and slaughtering livestock so as to leave nothing for the enemy to eat. On September 7, 1812, the two armies finally clashed at the Battle of Borodino. After several hours of indecisive fighting, the Russians fell back allowing Napoleon to move on Moscow. When Napoleon entered Moscow, seven days later, the city was in flames. Rather than surrender Russia's holy city to the French, Alexander had destroyed it. Napoleon stayed in the ruined city until the middle of October, when he decided to turn back towards France. As the snows and the temperature began to fall in early November, Russian raiders mercilessly attacked Napoleon's ragged, retreating army. Many soldiers were killed in these clashes or died of their wounds. Still more dropped in their tracks from exhaustion, hunger, and cold. Finally, in the middle of December, the last survivors straggled out of Russia. The retreat from Moscow had devastated the Grand Army. Only 10,000 soldiers were left to fight. Napoleon's Downfall Napoleon's enemies were quick to take advantage of his weakness. Britain, Russia, Prussia, and Sweden joined forces against him. Austria also declared war on Napoleon, despite his marriage to Marie-Louise. All of the main powers of Europe were now at war with France. Napoleon suffers defeat. In only a few months, Napoleon managed to raise another army. However, most of his troops were untrained and ill-prepared for battle. He faced the Allied armies of the European powers outside the German city of Leipzig in October of 1813. The Allied forces easily defeated his inexperienced army and the French resistance crumbled quickly. By January of 1814, the Allied armies were pushing steadily towards Paris. Some two months later, King Frederick William III of Prussia and Tsar Alexander I of Russia led their troops in a triumphant parade through the French capital. Napoleon wanted to fight on, but his generals refused. In April 1814, he accepted the terms of surrender and gave up his throne. The victors gave Napoleon a small pension and exiled or banished him to Elba, a tiny island off the coast of Italy. The Allies expected no further trouble from Napoleon, but they were wrong. The Hundred Days Louis XVI's brother assumed the throne as Louis XVIII. The executed king's son, Louis XVII, had died in prison in 1795. However, the new king quickly became unpopular with his subjects, especially the peasants. They suspected him of wanting to undo the revolution's land reforms. 
The news of Louis' troubles was all the incentive Napoleon needed to try to regain power. He escaped from Alba and, on March 1, 1815, landed in France. Joyous crowds welcomed him on the march to Paris, and thousands of volunteers swelled the ranks of his army. Within days, Napoleon was again Emperor of France. In response, the European allies quickly marshaled their armies. The British army, led by the Duke of Wellington, prepared for battle near the village of Waterloo in Belgium. On June 18, 1815, Napoleon attacked. The British army defended its ground all day. Late in the afternoon, the Prussian army arrived. Together, the British and the Prussian forces attacked the French. Two days later, Napoleon's exhausted troops gave way, and the British and Prussian forces chased them from the field. This defeat ended Napoleon's last bid for power, called the Hundred Days. Taking no chances this time, the British shipped Napoleon to St. Helena, a remote island in the South Atlantic. There he lived in lonely exile for six years, writing his memoirs. He died in 1821 of a stomach ailment, perhaps cancer. Without doubt, Napoleon was a military genius and a brilliant administrator. Yet all his victories and other achievements must be measured against the millions of lives that were lost in his wars. The French writer Alexis de Tocqueville summed up Napoleon's character by saying, He was as great as a man can be without virtue. Napoleon's defeat opened the door for the freed European countries to establish a new order.